proud members of the Dread Podcast Network. <laughs> I can't believe we're finally fully vaccinated. I am so excited to travel again. Yeah, and I can't believe you got your friend to let us borrow his convertible for our road trip. Oh, yeah. No problem. It's just been sitting in his garage all year since we haven't been able to travel. Ooh, I even made us a road trip playlist of all the gayest songs. Ooh, fun. Let's go. Watch out, Fire Island. Here we come. Shit. Watch out, Fire Island. Here we come. Shit. It's episode 53. Highways are terrifying. I am the writing on the wall, the whisper in the classroom. I'm Marjorie Green, and I approve this message to save America, stop socialism, and stop China. Stay of high, we honor thee from life to death. Doubters, the doomsters, the gloomsters, they are going to get it wrong. Where are you going to go? Where are you going to run? Where are you going to hide? Nowhere. Because there's no one like you left. What do we want? Justice! When do we want it? Let's go! What are you waiting for, huh? What are you waiting for? I want you to know that the movement we started is only just beginning. Sometimes that is better. What do you think about I-4? Crazy. I say I-4, you say what? Busy, like always. I-4, named the most dangerous highway in America by GPS tracking company Teletrack Navement. Using federal data, they found I-4 is death road with 1.25 fatalities per mile. Hi there, folks, and welcome to another episode of Frygate, the 13th Horror Podcast. My name is Maddie, And I'm Andrew. And if it's your first time with Frygate, the 13th, we are a horror podcast that explores horror. <laughs> Go figure, right? But not just in the movies, also in real life. And we're here to talk about some scary shit today about the highways. Highways. The highway to hell. <laughs> They've once called it before. Now listen, you may not know it, but Andrew actually is a very serious road rager. I am? It, it, he is. It comes from his <laughs> cocaine habit. Oh, I and didn't know I had one of those either. You, you do well. We're working on it with you, and um, so <laughs> product I want, of the I, pandemic, I yeah, guess. I want everyone to know because you might be in the car listening to this right now, and what I don't want you to do is act like Andrew because he killed somebody actually the other day. Okay, this is going a little. Yeah, far. We're going to talk more about that later. But first off, um, boy, it's episode fifty-three already. Yeah, it's April twenty twenty-one. Yeah, it's weird. Right, because got that vaccines. Yeah, well, I mean, think about last year. Uh -huh. Remember, last year I was at my house. You were here. Mm -hmm. We were recording, um, you know, using our little system, but we weren't with each other. Right. Now we both have full vaccines. Um, I've been to a restaurant. Yeah, <laughs> and and he went to a bathhouse too. Okay, I'm going to stop making jokes. I'm going to stop making jokes about Andrew. Anyways, it's I'm like you told me to be nice to you today. I know. And you're I, know. Not being nice to I, me. I don't understand it. It's weird. Anyways. Um, we hope that you've been really safe. We hope that you either have your vaccine or you are getting it as soon as you can. 
And in the meantime, we're going to start off this episode before we talk about our content today with um, some certified terrifying shit. Um, and so let's talk about it. There's there's four things I want to mention in this first half of April. Um, the first, let's talk about mass shootings. Um, in April, how many mass shootings do you think there have been already in America? In 2021? 2021. Maybe just, like... Just this month. Well, what I can remember, mass shootings, mm-hmm. maybe like six there's been 14 oh there have been 14 of them 24 people have been killed in those shootings um and that's just for april remember and it's only today we're recording it's april 10th so there's still 20 more days to go america keep it going strong (laughs) um i mean how do you feel about this this is terrifying i didn't i didn't know that there there was that many i mean i'm 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 guessing i'm only following the ones that have been widely reported on so i guess there's probably more that are more local coverage um it's awful and it, it it's what i've been saying since the very first episode that we ever recorded yeah where we reported on a mass shooting we at did. a school yep. um and from then on i i mean for even before that i don't think that ar-15 should be available to anybody so. agreed agreed <laughs> but that's fine but you know what nothing's more american than killing people right. so uh you know we'll look forward to some more mass shootings out there anyways the next one i want to talk about is is the uh, are the riots in Northern Ireland? Have you heard much about this? I heard something on NPR, but I it was kind of in Oof. passing, so I, I don't really know that much about it. It's getting real scary up there right now. Um, so there have been sectarian riots breaking out in Derry and in Belfast, two of the main cities in Northern Ireland, and Belfast, of course, the capital. Uh, primarily a reaction to the Northern Ireland Protocol for Brexit, and also to Sinn Féin—that's the the the, uh, the 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 Irish nationalist group—to their part. Party members attending a funeral of a famous IRA uh, person um, with no consequences from the police there. So the the loyalist folks are really pissed about that. Is this like a? It, it, are they pissed because they were able to get the funeral together? That's exactly okay. It, because okay. there are very serious restrictions in Ireland. You can only go five k outside of your house, and you can't be with anybody because of because COVID. of COVID. Okay, COVID. okay. So Just it's, making it's sure. very intense there. And uh, the Northern Ireland Protocol, the the part of Brexit, is because of trade between Northern Ireland and the UK, which now all these things are just totally going awry. I watched a video of young hooligans fucking throwing a gas bomb into a bus, putting the bus in neutral, and sending it down the street in Belfast, burning burning on fire. It was was absolutely crazy. you got to watch that video. Anyways, we're hoping that dies down. Um, And hi to all of our friends in Ireland, because we do have quite a few listeners there. Uh, New COVID variants. The British variant of COVID-19 has largely taken over as the predominant variant across the globe, and a lot more young people are getting sick. Yeah, this is especially bad. Um, I I read the other day that 55% of the new cases are in only four states. Seriously? So the four states are... Yay, my home state of Michigan, Michigan, um, New York, New Jersey, and Florida, of all places, um, because of the either um, people getting, you know, either thinking that, oh, I'm vaccinated, uh, you know, my whole family's fine. You know what I mean? And getting together, like COVID exhaustion, essentially. Um, Or places like Florida, where people are going in in troves for spring break. I'm telling you what, like... I don't know what it is about the Midwest, but we are in love with Florida. Uh, did you, I'll tell you one person who's not in love with Florida. You're, you're hearing well, him right now. Me either. Ugh. But I'm just, it's so strange to me. 
the amount the amount of people yeah. that I know just in my very local I circle same that have same. gone to Florida. Yeah, <laughs> like, same. I don't know if it's because it's more affordable or it's what they're used to or it's because Disney or what, but like I think that Florida gets romanticized in America as our vacation land for the Midwest. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. We, I mean, we, you said it, you know, Disney, right. Mm-hmm. When we grow up as kids, that's like the ultimate goal to get to go to Disney world. Yeah. And so it's like implanted in you from like your birth. Yeah. I mean, I fucking hate it. I, I think that state is gross. I think Florida people minus our listeners are strange. And I think the politicians are fucking fucked up. And also, by the way, my ex-fiance and his family live there. Yeah. So I hope that state just falls off of America. The I've good had, people come with us. You I've can had, come with us. I've had good times in Fort Lauderdale and Key West, but that's about it. Key West I want to go to and Miami I want to go to. The yep. rest of it I don't want to go to. Limited exposure in Miami. Man, but... everyone in Florida is going to literally <laughs> hate us. Listen. <laughs> anyway. The, the good people there, you know who you are. Okay. All right. Last one that we have here is a trial of Derek Chauvin. Derek Chauvin, as you know, is the man, the police officer who murdered George Floyd in Minneapolis in 2020. Um, the If you're not watching this, the prosecution is doing a fantastic job. A very extensive case proving that he was murdered by the knee of Derek Chauvin. And the defense is basically saying, nope, it's actually because he did drugs that day. Yeah, my my rebuttal to that is just because you do drugs doesn't mean that you deserve to die. So, and that. <laughs> so, anyways, that is the terrifying corner. Let's hope the world gets a little less scary. All right, let's move on to some scary highways. What do you want to talk about? What, well, what do you want to talk about? First, uh, let's talk about a little bit about our personal experiences on the uh, the grand old highway. I don't yeah. know if you grew up uh, as a road tripping family. <sighs> Not. Kind of. Our trips were usually to go visit my sister Rebecca wherever they lived. Sure. Like they lived in South Carolina. They lived in Ohio. They lived a couple of other places. Ah, exotic Ohio. Yeah, it was was like that. Um, (laughs) That's quite the trip Indiana to Ohio. Let's get get whisked away to Delaware. Um, So yeah, we did that. We had a station wagon when I was a kid. Uh, My dad had a Ford Taurus after that. He always had Ford Tauruses. Um, so, I mean, kind of, but not extensively. Yeah. I think, know? uh, w- the bulk of my childhood, I had, um, three step siblings and my half brother. Um, so a lot of the times that was really our parents only option yeah, for I mean, taking us sense. on a trip. Sure. Uh, so we did road trips quite a bit. Yeah. Um, we always had the most jalopy, like minivan. They call that like, a hoopty. <laughs> um, I a distinctly hoopty. remember one, uh, one trip that we were on where it was the days of like it must have been the early like mid mid 90s i'd say yeah and my mom had like that big just like big hair you know what i mean <laughs> i can see and that right now our van didn't have air conditioning it had broken uh, and we were on our way to florida of all places like like every poor kid yeah and uh, my mom uh, decided that no windows so <laughs> because you don't want to mess up her hair i'm like oh, <laughs> I mean, wasn't she miserable? I know. I don't get it either. And then this is back in the days. These are not the fancy minivans of today. This is more where they had the little pop-out windows. I you mean, know what I mean? Couldn't she just do her hair when she got there? I don't know. It That's was insane. One of those things. But I just I remember, and we had taken out the middle seat yeah. for to like have coolers and sure, stuff. So sure. my brothers were literally sitting on coolers. I mean, you know, <laughs> like, we call that we call that child safety. Yeah. So talk to Jamie Grayson about you know child car seats. Yeah. That might be a new one. Um. But yeah, it, that's kind of the like memory I have of yeah. like the highway. And do then, you, do you have any scary things happen? 
Um, not as kids. I mean, I've definitely had some some very close calls on the highway as an yeah. adult driver. Sure, but thankfully, I'm a fantastic driver, yeah. so I haven't yeah. really had too many. I think my biggest pet peeves about the highway is how everyone is. And I, I noticed this more in Illinois than I have any other place that I've driven. Everyone is trying to outmaneuver. Everyone. Oh no! Okay, so let's stop there. Okay, because that's me. Oh, it, it's me, and, and I, I don't know why it is. It's because I'm from here. Yeah, and you're from Michigan. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's the literally the way that we got taught to drive. Right. And in it's Chicago, so crazy. It, it is. If you folks ever visit Chicago, what you got to understand is if you get a car, you have to drive aggressively here. I I I I, I think you would probably agree with me. If you don't, you're liable to get in an accident. Um, I mean, I agree with you to a certain extent. Yeah. Um, I think I, mean, I don't, just don't like kill people, but you know what I mean? I, I think with, for me, it's just like, you have to be hyper aware of your surroundings. Maybe that's what like, I mean. Because I am not, one a mixture of, of both. I am not one of those people. Like I pick a lane and I stay in it. Oh, no. I, I don't try to like, because I no. heard some really good advice from a trucker of all people yeah. that if you stay in one lane, you will get to where your place is quicker than trying to switch lanes all the time. See, no, actually, that's not that's not true. And let me tell you why. This is from because, a certified well, driving expert. I mean, what does he know? He's a um, trucker. Well, you know, is he, is he driving a 20-year-old Honda Civic? No, I don't think so. My job is to win every time that I get in the car. See, I don't, I don't drop right that yeah, way. And, and it's like a race. Um, no, listen, seriously, I am, I am a safe driver. I do drive fast. I, yeah. I will say that about me, but I'm safe. I also like, and not to get depressing about it, but like my dad died in a car accident. Yeah. Like when, when I was a kid, I couldn't even drive yet when that happened. And I remember that really, it didn't like cripple me, mm -hmm. but I didn't really want to learn to drive for a while. Like, yeah. I, I stayed away from it. And I don't know. This is something about. I will that. say, after the last year, I'm a little more um, hesitant of a driver, just because I haven't driven as much. I, I think sometimes when I get in the car, because we're barely doing it, yeah, you know, I'll go on the streets of Chicago, and sometimes I will literally forget where I am. Yeah, and the reason why <laughs> is because we're just not doing it very much. Yeah, we don't have a I mean? routine, and so like I think that part scares me. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, and that's why I'm more hesitant now too, because I'm like, wait a minute. What am I doing? Yeah. But also, I kind of wonder, like, how has the pandemic shaped agoraphobia for us? Oh, I know. And how, like, I mean, ugh, there's just so much to think about with the fears that are going to be internalized in our bodies. Oh, I'm already feeling it. I mean, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, you know. Why do you think I got so drunk last night? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, mean, I mean, I'm being serious. It's one of those things I'm starting to see more people take trips, more people go out, more people yeah. in restaurants and doing stuff. Sucking and, that um, dick. I'm still a little like, I don't know. I, it, I'm, I'm, I have like this weird jealousy, but I'm also like, Andrew, you can do that. Like, you can do it. You know, it's... <laughs> We're going to leave COVID behind in a moment. I, I want to say one more thing on my side. Though. Well, it's all about it's, going out and driving yeah. and going I mean, places. It's, it's like, you know, when I when I came over today, Andrew was talking about, you know, seeing people again that we that we know and that we want to be with that, now that they're vaxxed, blah, 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 right? And it's one of those things like, you know, you're watching people go do the thing. You were listing off the people and I was like, do I, do I miss you? I can't remember if I miss you or not. Yeah. It's one of, do you know what I'm trying uh -huh. to say? Yeah, yeah, totally. It's such a fucked up thing. And I'll tell you a scene. No, I'll, I'll leave it there. Okay. Let's just keep going. Yeah. Um, do you have any bad uh, highway etiquette that you are willing to? You mean that I do? Yeah. That you're willing um, to ad address? 
honestly, not really. The, the <laughs> thing, the thing that I am guilty of though, is this, if I see somebody cut somebody off, I get very yeah. upset about it. Yeah. And I will probably speed up on them. I will probably try to cut them <laughs> off. This is this is what I'm talking about. But you got you, you like any of you listening? Are you surprised at this with me? I yeah. mean, I'm a firecracker. You know this. I think the one thing that um, drives me, justice uh, drives me. I, I don't think I have any. The only thing that for me is that I tend to get really angry at people. Like I don't I don't act on it, but I'll like yell. Do you scream? Not scream, but I'll, what sort of things? What sort of things do you say? Because I like to I like oh, to no. know about this. <laughs> well, the, just say it. I don't I don't know. Make it up. Go. I don't know. Pretend, pretend say, like, you're mad right now and just. Lay into I think the, the biggest thing for me is I'm always just like really, really, really. That's like <laughs> I wish you could see his face and his gesture right now. When when I do that, I get really mean. I'm like, you motherfucker, your mother's a fucking bitch. <laughs> Fuck you. I think my biggest pet peeve though is people that refuse to like. Okay, so imagine this: you're getting on, you're you know, you're driving on the highway, okay, and somebody is merging onto the highway from yeah. the on ramp. Okay, I hate people. That don't just merge. Like they have to like go along the side oh, of the yeah. road until they are like ahead of everybody. When people just don't do the fucking thing. I know. <laughs> See, that's the thing about Chicago. That's that's what I really mean earlier. Is you got to do the fucking thing. Yeah. Here. You don't yeah. do the fucking thing. You know what we're gonna do? We're going to shoot you and kill you. <laughs> that's how we do things in this city. Do not fuck with us. Anyway, um, do you want to talk about a couple of <sighs> a, a real life um, highway of tears? You know, what? I don't know because I'm getting kind of worked up right now. <laughs> Should I hear about this? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't. I can't guarantee that you won't get worked up. Okay, it, but, but wait, really quick, just in case, if you're in a car right now, we want you to be really careful. Okay, be safe now. You hear? Let's let's talk. Let's start crying. All right. So I this is my first exposure to the Highway of Tears. I had not heard of it before. Ain't never heard of it. Um. So the Highway of Tears refers to a section of the Yellowhead Highway 16 from Prince Rupert on the northwest coast of British Columbia. British Columbia. So in Canada. I think it's our second episode talking about Canada. It is. Um, also, it, the, you're mispronouncing it. It's Canada. You got oh, that wrong. Oh, got it. Perfect. That must be my Michigan accent. Yep. Uh-huh. Um, so, um, 23... Uh, I'm sorry. This re The region is characterized by poverty, um, and until 2017, it lacked adequate public transportation, which forced many locals to resort to hitchhiking as a form of transport. I could never hitchhike. I never have I and never will. I could never do it. Because you, you know that the price is going to be sucking a dirty dick yeah. you know that as well as i do um the exact number of women who have disappeared or have been murdered along highway 16 is disputed the royal canadian mounted police from which now i'm going to say rcmp or just mounties yeah or the mounties yeah um acknowledges 18 murders and disappearances in this list of the highway of tears cases dating from 1969 to 2006 so is it a serial killer so we'll get into that Okay. Um, tens of these 18 victims are actually indigenous women and girls. However, indigenous groups argue that this number is misleading because it only reflects the disappearances and murders that have happened in a, in a specific geographic area around the highways and that the real number of northern British Columbia exceeds 40. Okay. Yeah. Um, according to the Human Rights Watch, an international non-governmental organization that conducts research and advocacy on human rights, British Columbia has the highest rate of unsolved murders of indigenous women and girls in Canada. That's fucked up. It is really and, messed and, up. You know, th that's the thing, too. It's like the way that we like 
romanticize Canada yeah. as, as Americans. Right. It's like, guess what? It's actually fucked up there too. Yeah, it's fucked up everywhere. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Like, come on. Um, so basically this goes on until 1981 um, where the Mounties finally organized a conference to investigate the growing numbers of unsolved cases of murdered on missing women along Highway 16 and other highways in interior British Columbia. Known as the Highway Murders, these cases involved women who were either found dead near Highway 16 or were last seen in that area. Often hitchhiking, approximately 40 police detectives from British Columbia and Alberta attended the conference. Close investigation of the cases revealed the numbers were the number of similarities, including reports of suspicious vehicles and names of persons of interest. While the Highway Murders Initiative identified prime suspects in certain cases between 1981 and 2005, women continued to disappear or were murdered along the Highway of Tears in British Columbia. Um, I saw there's even a sign I saw when I was doing my research, and it basically says like alongside of the road, like. Um, don't hitchhike on the highway of tears. Like it's, and it Jeez. has like pictures of like mis- of missing women. That's really disturbing. Um, in response to some of the commonalities between the murder cases of three women, um, I'm not going to try to pronounce their names right now. Sure. Um, the British Columbia the Mounties unsolved homicide unit created Project EPANA, which in the fall of 2005 to investigate. So it took from 1969 to 2005 to them to even investigate a special and, cases and you, you know you know what's silly about it also think about this you know how you help solve this you build transportation there right you get exactly. people jobs you you give them cars if you need to that's how you solve this well we'll get into that and why they think that this is kind of like uh remains a lot of unsolved cases sure um so this uh, special group that was put together to investigate these cases used the following um uh, investigation type of thing. So yeah. three things they saw that were commonalities in these. Um, one, the victim was involved in high-risk activity that would expose them to danger, such as hitchhiking or being involved in street trade, which in Canada Sex is work. prostitution. Yeah. Um, the victim was seen or their body was discovered within one mile of Highway 16, and they were female. So this is isolated to women, mostly indigenous women of British Columbia. I bet it's a group of men. Um, in 2005, the EPANA was uh, first launched. The RC, the sorry, the, the Mounties, Royal, the Mounties identified nine victims who had gone missing and been found murdered along Highway 16. Um, all of these victims, besides one, were indigenous. So this is just like a following pattern that they're seeing. In sure. This. Um, some of the cases have been solved. In 2012, the, the investigation unit achieved a breakthrough in the case of 16-year-old Colleen McMillan, who disappeared in 1974. DNA evidence linked American felon Bobby Jack Fowler to her murder. He sounds like a murderer yeah. with that name. <laughs> the Mounties also indicated he was a strong suspect in two other highway mur- of tears murders. So I think it's kind of a mixture of one-off and some serial killers. Yeah, I, it's almost like... It's almost like pedophiles that go in the same pack. Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean. It's that kind of thing. Um, I should mention. Did I mention how long this highway stretch is? I don't, I don't think I, don't I think did. You did. I did it in miles. It's about a four hundred and fifty mile stretch. That's very long. Yeah. So, but still crazy to think that this was happening. Insane. Um, in December two thousand fourteen, an arrest was made in the murder of Monica Jack, having confessed to an undercover police officer that he committed um, the crime. Gary Taylor Hanlon was charged with first degree murder in the case of Monica Jack in yeah. another case. He sounds like a murderer, too, with that name. (laughs) So basically, they solve like two or three of these things. But up until this day, there's still 
hundreds, tens of people sure. that have been unsolved. I, I mean, it, I would say that if the, if these were white people in Toronto, it might be a different story. Right. So we'll get into that. Um, the controversies around this is that some activists argue that in- institutional racism and sexism has affected the searches for missing and murdered indigenous women. Although disappearances re- date back to 1969, activists point to the fact that the Mounties did not launch EPANA until 2005. Wow. In addition, the case was ha- has arguably received the most media attention was that of Nicole Hoare, the non-indigenous woman who disappeared in 2002. Wow. So she got the most kind of press time and uh, was looked at basically because she was white. Uh... Um, there's another scandal. I mean, go figure. Right? There's go another figure. scandal that happens. It, it, in October of 2015, an email scandal among government officials in British Columbia raised doubt about the inve- handling of the investigations. Access Denied, which is a, a, a group, um, put out a 65-page report written by Elizabeth Denham, the province's Information and Privacy Commissioner, outlining outlines how the government officials triple-deleted emails relating to the Highway of Tears, permanently removing them from the government's computer system. System. So they were covering this up. Of course they were. So, yeah. you know, this this is a strange case, and um, I, I would love to go and I'm going to look into it more. There's got to be a documentary about this somewhere, isn't there? That's the crazy thing. It, apart from official, like, I found it obviously on Wikipedia. There's a couple of, like, YouTube people that have covered this. And I actually went to the, like, actual Canadian encyclopedia to find information about this. Nothing. And I'm surprised that there's not more. One of you all out there, you make films. Make a film about that. I mean, I don't know... It's called the Highway of Tears. I, you've Openly, got, you've got your title. I don't know what the fuck else to tell you. But yeah, that that is the sad story of the uh, Highway of Tears. Well, Andrew, thank you for bringing us that fun story. We <laughs> Sorry, really appreciate everybody. it. Um, if you're still driving, we want to remind you: be careful. Hands at ten and don't, two. Don't flip off that person that just cut you off. And please don't jerk off in the car. You know, <laughs> you know. No, you've thought about it. You're thinking about it now. That's too much hand-eye coordination for me. You're, you're thinking about it now, and I'm telling you, don't do it. Don't do it. Okay. Yeah. Now, if you do it, this, these things could happen. So, um, there's some road rage statistics I want to talk to you about. Okay. Nineteen percent of people reported feeling anger and intense aggression while driving in the past year. Now, that you makes tell sense. me. 19%. And there's more. Some motherfucker out there lying on this survey. I can tell you that right now. 5.5% of people said they experience those same feelings weekly. Apparently, they don't drive in Chicago, right? Um, 3% of those people have the same feelings every time they drive. I'm in that 3%. Uh, the most common act of road rage witnessed by American drivers, can you guess what it is? What? Honk, honk. Oh. Honking your horn, motherfucker. 48%. However, 41% of people witnessed drivers giving rude hand gestures to the person of their aggression. Do you want to hear my um my my rule? Yeah. That I think that everyone should abide by. Go ahead. Unless your foot is on the brake, you shouldn't be honking. That's I had, I had to really think about that. That's really interesting. That's like my rule. Like I, there's no need to just like honk at people unless you're in immediate danger. I do honk. I honk. I don't honk. honk ever. I'm a honker. <laughs> you know where they don't honk ever? Hawaii. Literally, never will you hear a horn. It's very, very weird. Um, distracted. That's really nice. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I honestly don't like it. It makes me nervous. Like thinking the about the it. the sound of Ugh. there. There are two sounds that I just make me. Ugh. Yeah. It's sirens and horns. And horns. Yeah, I hate sirens. 
I, I work Ugh. for a hospital. I hear them fucking every day. Hate, hate <laughs> sirens. Um, and also, over 110,000 people are estimated to die from road rage every year. Wow. It's a lot of people. Don't be one of them. Now, I polled our listeners out there oh, to talk did. about some road rage stories. Now, listen. I, I actually did get a lot in from people, um, and I can't read all, like, 15 of them. So if I'm not reading yours today, you know, it doesn't mean that I hate you. Just send them a nice letter. It just means that I couldn't read it today. Send them a nice note. Yeah, but you will get a note. It's going to be really nice, okay? But here are some, and I want to start with one that is actually, this one, I, th- this one scared me when I read it. Um, this is from... Um, one of our big fans, Bree. Uh, you can find Bree on um, on Twitter at Bean Sprout Bear. Yeah, Bean Sprout Bear. That's what you can do Bean to find Bree. Uh, and their story. Oh, this is this is so scary. I'm just going to read it to you. Okay. So about five years ago, I was at a party. I wasn't drinking, but a good friend of mine was, and she needed a lift. I agreed. She lived about 45 minutes away from the spot where we were, down on the southern side of the state. There's really only one main road that runs that whole way, and we quickly went to the su- from suburbs to very rural. I didn't think anything of the same car being behind me for a while because, again, one road. But we get to the stretch deep in the woods, and this truck keeps getting on my tail, revving his engine and flashing his high beams. Oh, no. In the car is myself, my girlfriend, my best friend, and the girl we're driving home. There's a dotted line, so I'm not sure why he isn't passing. I try to move over, let him by. Nothing. He just keeps being super aggressive. It's about 2 a.m. There's no street lights, just woods on either side of us for miles. Sounds like where I grew up. Right? (laughs) Finally, the guy speeds up and passes me. He zooms by. So we laugh about it in the car, saying he was probably just drunk or something. But that's when I notice the truck, dead stopped, in the middle of the road, Ways up. Oh, I just got the chills. I'm probably doing about 45 or 50 miles an hour, so I start to slow down. I get within about 10 yards of the truck and I see the driver's side door kick open, and the guy starts running at my car with a tire iron in his hand. What the fuck? I throw my car in reverse so fucking fast to put some distance between us. My girlfriend pulls out her cell phone and gets the state police on the phone. It's a one way road, and I knew that if I tried to turn around, I was going to have to make a multi point turn, and he would be at my car by the time I can do that. So I make the choice to gun it forward. I get into third gear by the time I pass him, narrowly avoiding him. As we pass his truck, we notice there's a woman with red hair in the passenger seat. Peg Bundy. She's just staring straight ahead. We managed to lose him after that, and the state police sent someone down. No idea what he wanted or what was going through his mind, but that's my road rage story. What the hell? Is that not fucking crazy? I know a lot of... (laughs) Listen... I've had a lot of crazy people. I have the chills now. Like yell at me, but I've never had one like stalk me down. And man, I'll, I'll tell you what too. You do that to somebody, you better be ready to kill them because oh, yeah. that is fucked up. No, I and, gotta... and that's the other thing that when we were doing research for this episode, you know, be really careful who you are yelling at or pissing off in your car because yeah. I even saw a video of a man in California yeah. who shot through his own windshield. Yeah. To shoot at someone. Yeah, it's it. And did you hear the story about? It was actually like two weeks ago, um, during <laughs> pandemic. This these parents they had like a couples weekend, and like the grandparents were watching the kids. Yeah, driving from Pennsylvania to guess where, Florida. Florida. <laughs> and where did they get shot and killed because of an on ramp thing? Oh in my Florida. god! They killed the mom. She's dead now. 
She's dead. Makes it through a pandemic, has five kids, all this other shit, killed because this dude was pissed off about the fucking on-ramp. Ugh, like, what so the fuck? I, I don't know what it is about humans and, like, cars that just, like, it's, it's incite, fucking fucked. like, violence. Um, also, Brie, Brie like the cheese. Um, thanks <laughs> thanks for sharing that. And also, That's scary. Thank you for being a really great fan of ours. We, we, we always really appreciate hearing from you. I've got another story here from our friend Marjorie. You know Marjorie. Yeah, I know Marjorie. In Boston. Hi, Marjorie. Hi, Kevin. Good to... Good to um, Good to see you over the airwaves. <laughs> good, to, good to talk to you. Tesla. Um, anyways, this is a story from Marjorie. When my daughter was five, we were coming back from the grocery store. And this must be in Michigan, by the way, I would imagine. Yeah. Um, as I was turning onto our street, a cat ran across the road and I braked a bit, trying not to upset my groceries, but also not kill the cat. There was a car behind me and he must not have been paying attention because he had to brake severely to avoid hitting me. He hadn't seen the cat thought I knew he was there and was messing with him for some reason. And he drove quickly around me and blocked my path. He then jumped out of his car, screaming at me. I told him out my window that there had been a cat. And then he reached inside his back seat and grabbed a fucking baseball bat. I added fucking in there. He started walking towards my car and my daughter started screaming. Then a car drove right up to him and blocked his path and a woman started screaming at him to get in his car and drive away, which he immediately did. My daughter and I were both shaking, following these cars down our street slowly, hanging back. They turned into a driveway two houses away from us. It was the man's wife who saved us and made him leave Jesus us alone. Jesus Christ, people. We saw him in the grocery store two weeks later, oh, and my no. daughter started crying. We moved a month later. I never reported it, but later wished I would have. Those are the kinds of guys that get enraged and hurt people. How I'm about that, sensing, huh? I'm sensing a weird pattern of trucks and men. I'm, <laughs> I'm seeing crazy heterosexual cisgender men <laughs> getting angry. That's what I see in my head. Uh, so stupid. So those are just a couple of stories. Like I said, folks sent in some really great ones. And like I said, I those could, are really couldn't scary. read them all. But those were the ones that scared me the most. And, you know, look, we all do it. We've all been shitty in the car to people. Yeah, but I don't, like, keep I – don't, I don't, do you keep – No. No. Uh, weapons in your car no i don't i i will say i have i have before yelled at somebody or flipped somebody off and regretted it yeah i have because yeah. then then they did start following me or they got aggressive with me and then the the thing about it is like it's always like it's always a game it's a, it's a game of like how far can we go yeah and you have to know in your body like how far am i actually willing to go right like for me i'm actually pretty willing to go pretty far do I want to fucking kill somebody <laughs> or get killed because once again of like an on ramp or some shit? Yeah. No, what a waste! Like, what a waste of a life! What a waste to do that just because like I don't know. You think it makes you cool? And also like something to keep in mind is like you never know what someone else is going through or like what made them do a certain maneuver. Like yeah. in the case of like Marjorie's where she saw a cat, like sure, and he didn't. Yeah. Um. So just like I, I guess like Be have graceful. have patience with people. Try to understand that everyone's trying to get somewhere. Yeah. And just like relax a bit. In this great game called life. In this great game called highway. Yeah. You know, what, what I'm hoping at this part is that Andrew will add some exit music here and it's going to be 
highway to I can't hell. avoid the I can't afford the copyright. Well, <laughs> just do like the ten seconds of it, you know. Just do it for me. Anyways, I think that's it for our horror in real life. I, I think so. I think we covered a lot of great topics. How much fun! Um, and I'm hopeful that people will find this entertaining. Great. So how about this? Put your car in park. <laughs> See what I did, and then get ready because we're gonna come back with what you've been watching, bitch. What you've been watching, you bitch. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Hi there. Welcome back. It's time for What You've Been Watching, Bitch. What a delightful um, re-entry, bitch. Uh, this is the part of the show where we talk about what we've been watching. Bitch. So, I'll, do you want me to go first? Uh, yeah, sure. Go ahead. My first one, it comes to us from Netflix. It is called Deadly Illusion. I haven't even heard of this. <laughs> I, I, I'm being honest. Um, I, I'm not going to say that this movie is for everybody. Um, I come from a long line of lifetime movie watchers. Oh, oh, come on. So this is your typical kind of uh, hand that rocks the cradle, single white female. Andrew, this sounds just awesome. Like t- <laughs> so it stars, oh God, I'm blanking on her name right now, the, the dark brown haired woman from Sex and the City. Um, Kristen, Christy Swanson. No, Christy Swanson. I'm joking. It's not Christy Swanson. Anyway, you know who I'm talking about. Um, she is a writer, uh, who has a child and they basically take on a nanny so that she can write her next book. Huh? Um, and then it it follows the typical kind of like, is the nanny crazy? Is she crazy? Is it all just a deadly illusion? Oh my God. (laughs) Um, this one, you know what? It's not going to be for everybody, but if you like those kind of like, um, I don't know, they're almost like, they're almost softcore thrillers. Yeah, fair enough. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, no, I get that. There's definitely a nip slip. There's definitely like a butt. You like, love that shit. <laughs> so, um, this was fun for me to watch. Is it a great movie? No. Will you have fun watching it? Yeah, of course. Yes. <laughs> so okay. Deadly Illusions on Netflix. Hey, I mean, you're, you're subscribing to it anyway, right? Right. So just watch it. Uh, my first one is, um... I don't really know what it is yet, if I'm being honest. It's called Eliminate All the Brutes. Is it a show? It's a four-part... Miniseries? Documentary. Docu-series? Kind of. It, it's, um, I haven't finished it yet. I've only watched like a one and a half episodes. It's, it's different from anything I've literally ever watched before. Huh. And it's, it's about slavery. Kind of. Okay. But it's like... But I can't really even describe it. It's sort of... I think the premise of the movie is this that everything in history that we know is wrong. And it's wrong because uh, it's always framed from a white context. And so he dives, he dives in, this guy dives into, he's a, he's a Haitian man, he dives into slavery in ways that I've never known before. Huh. And it's, it's like an experimental documentary series. There's, there's like spoken word woven into it. Um, fucking Josh Hartnett is in it. Like what? it is, it, I'm, I'm serious. Like I, I can't really. How's his hair looking these days? He actually looks really sexy. Okay, he's, he's an asshole in it, but he looks really sexy. Wait, is it? Is he acting in it? Yeah, he's acting in it. So there, it's like part acting, yes. part. Yeah, oh, I, I'm telling. Okay. It, it makes no sense, but it is really compelling. I'm gonna finish it. It's like I said, it's four four parts. Okay. Um, it's wild. Get high. Watch it. Huh. There that's you go. An interesting Eliminate one. all the brutes on HBO. I do have a question for you because I saw you posted it on Twitter. Yes. Did you watch Lake Mungo? I did. Did you like it? Um, I love that movie. Lake Mungo 
was uh, I think I need to watch it again it's, to be honest. It's with a you. tough movie. I think that um, the the first time that I watched it, I was maybe a little too distracted. Oh, you got to watch that movie. Yeah, and and I wasn't paying attention to the background and everything else, and so I need to give it another watch. I will say after that watch, I was like. Oh, okay. You got to get into it. Yeah, that, I'm, and that's what I need to do. And I, I, I started watching it again the other night, and I was honestly, if you just take a gummy and put down your phone and watch that movie, the trick there is putting down the phone. Yeah, that's what I got to do. I know that. I know that for you. It's <laughs> always. Tough. It's tough. <laughs> All right, my next one comes to us from Disney Plus. This is a documentary called Own the Room. This is about cheerleaders or something? No, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's really on brand for me though. <laughs> Um, no, this is a this is all about the international competition for young entrepreneurs. Hmm. So this okay. is this is all of the countries that participate all have their winners. Okay, who they and it's basically it's it's a uh, what do you call it? it's a pitch competition? It's like the nerd Super Bowl kind of thing. Well, it's a pitch competition. Yeah. So each one of these countries sends their biggest and brightest, and they all convene in Germany. I think. Who did we send? Jeff Bezos Jr. No, we actually sent this like really intelligent young woman. Oh, good. Um, it's honestly, this documentary gave me hope. Really? <laughs> Just because like the. The things that these kids are pitching, and by kids I mean like teenagers. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Um, the things that they're pitching range all the way from a new app that will tell you like what you should get for a, a, a like a, a gift based on people's you know things. Okay. To a new way to handle agriculture and how we get rid of waste and wow, like all, it's it's so wide ranging. But they all have to pitch in front of this committee, and you know they are awarded at the end. I forget what the grand prizes was. I think it was a hundred thousand dollars. Ah, um, wow! But this documentary is so well done. I was crying at oh my the end, God, because I was so happy for these kids. And he, <laughs> like, listen, he never cries. I'm crying right now. <laughs> Jesus Christ, what's wrong with you? This was just really well done, and I would encourage anyone to go. Take Yo, a look he at is this. he is breaking down. Listen, I'm the hungover one, <laughs> and he is breaking down over here. Okay, I'm going to watch it. It's now. called Own the Room. Own it's the on room? Disney Plus. Okay, Own the Room. Um, okay, speaking of kids, Generation. On HBO. I've been meaning to check this one out. It's a great show. It is It is really funny. It's really wacky. Is it going to stress me out about the youth of today? No. I, okay. I, honestly, no. I think like... Because that's when I started watching Euphoria, I was really stressed no, out. That's, that one's really depressing. Um, this is... This is about queer kids. Okay. And they're in California. They're all kind of rich kids. Um, I'm already stressed and, out. <laughs> I know, right? But it, what I really love about the show, and I finished it, I, I think it's really, really good. How many episodes? Uh, seven for part one. There's going to be another part or whatever. What is this new trend? I don't what know. What is this it's, new trend? It's really I weird. I don't understand. Um, but I really loved it. I, I loved it because um, through the stories that are told, it really shows me how brave young kids are now. Yeah. Um, with teenagers. Because the world really sucks. And it sucks way more than it did for us when we were their age. And a lot more to worry about. So much more to worry about. And they have found ways to identify and be brave and be out there. And all we do is call them annoying or call yeah. them like lazy millennials. And that's that's not the case. And I think that this show is good for um, maybe taking a bit of a real peek at what kids do now and sure. what that's like to be a teenager and go to high school and have sex and think about those things. 
Yeah, I, I, I definitely agree with you. Um, I wish that we could see the stories, uh, the, the stories of like more middle America teenagers. Someone's got to write it. Uh, because I think that we always see these extremes of either like On California or New York City yeah, or sure. like, I don't know, just be interesting. Maybe think, we should write it. Maybe we should. I mean, I, if I'm being honest, like I think it would be a lot more, I think it would be a lot more compelling than like that prom musical in, in Indiana. Yeah, you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Like. Yeah. I don't need a fucking musical about it. Actually, right. what I want to see are like some some real kind of stories. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, my next one is actually a that's a drum roll. If you didn't get what it was, he was drumming. Um, a Patreon pick. Oh, nice. Yes, if you too would like to tell us what movies to watch, you can go on patreon.com slash Friday 13 and give us five dollars. <laughs> it's easy. You can also go to, to Friday13.com slash support. And that's it's like all right there yeah. for you, right? Um, so just for a dollar, you can do this. So uh, Will, who's been a longtime Patreon, but upped his amount to five dollars. Thanks, $5. Will, you little sweet little numpkins. He gave me the movie The Monster Project. Never even seen it. Um, it is currently streaming on Amazon Prime. Prime if you want to check it out um, but it is basically about this guy who is doing like a documentary about real life monsters but he's interesting he, but he knows that he's like these are not real but like we're gonna get clicks and watches okay. and views it's all found footage so you'll hate it but, i will oh, i will hate it i'm sorry um, I will, but i will hate this um and he invites three people that he gets like basically through like a craigslist ad um that say like they're real monsters and he's like okay whatever and then they come and it turns out they are there is a uh kind of a kinky sex thing they there is a kinky sex thing no yeah it's like craigslist you know um there is a uh what was it a vampire, vampire? there's a vampire a lichen and a demon so a vampire a werewolf and a demon yes uh and he, it's basically them just trying to survive the night um going up against these that's monsters so, that's so weird that's so weird i found it highly entertaining i watched it on like a sunday afternoon yeah. and it was really fun okay um if you're not a huge um, found footage. footage person like Maddie, which I'm not, I don't think that you're going to love this because yeah. there's a lot of jangling of the camera. I I'm fine with it. Like yeah. it's like just you like that, that kind fine. of thing. Um, so I had a ton of fun with this one. Um, I would definitely recommend it to just go on Amazon Prime and watch it. It's right okay. there. Um, but thanks, Will. I appreciate the. Uh, I'd never seen it, never even heard of it. So. And thanks for being a dedicated patron. Exactly. Friday13.com slash support. All right. What's your last one before we talk about the one that we both watched? Last one is just uh, the first episode of season two creep show on Shudder. Um, and it's uh, it's not bad. It's, it's okay. This is kind of how I feel about creep show in general. Yeah. I mean, like, it's um, the, the episode explores some really interesting themes. Um, it's just like, I don't know, a couple of the actors, I just kind of wish that it wasn't them. I kind of wish it was just a little bit more realistic. I know that's dumb to say for a creep show, but it just it kind of works, but it doesn't work the way that I want it to. I, I've been real up and down on this yeah. on this creep show bandwagon. Some of the episodes I think are really good, and then some of them are really bad. I know. And, and you know, I just I think it's just like Stephen King trying to have fun. You know what I mean? That's the way that I think about it. Um and like the highlights, like obviously we had Adam Pally on to talk yeah. about the Christmas special. The Christmas special was amazing. Yeah. It was so good. Yeah, by the way. You motherfucker! If you didn't listen to that that interview yet, you get get on, go back and fucking listen. Um, you dummy! I did too. I watched the first episode. Um, yeah. Funny story, we watched um, Final Destination two for this, 
In yeah. the second episode, Allie Larder is in. No is way. In it. See, I, I haven't watched that episode. We watched yet. it last night. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, but anyway, the first episode, uh, the first story I wasn't as keen on. It reminded me a lot of, um, oh, God, the movie we just watched uh, for 2020. Um, I can't remember the name of it. Oh, you mean Fright Night? No, the 2020 it was terrifying. It was the anthology, um, Inner City. Oh, um, Tales from the Hood. Tales from the Hood. Yeah. It reminded me of that voodoo. I one. can see that. Yeah. Um, the second story though, with the Evil Dead stuff. Okay. I had a ton of fun with that one. That one was fun. I'll watch that one tonight with the probably. Bob with the Bob Ross impersonator yeah. and everything. That, now I did like that one. That, that one was that good. was funny. Yeah. So I think the second part of the first episode was good. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, and our final one is a together piece. <laughs> a together piece, and it's it's all about killer jeans. <laughs> jeans, my friends. Um, not the jeans in your body, the jeans on your body. Bought my first pair of jeans yeah. in over a year. <laughs> it's called Slacks. Two X's with two X's, and I gotta tell you, it, it's on um, it's Shutter. on Shutter. It's um, literally 79 minutes. It's actually, I gotta tell you, it's really good. I really enjoyed <laughs> good. it. I, I'm glad. It's it is uh, not a concept I thought would ever whatever happened um but now that it has happened <laughs> i want more <laughs> i'm pleased about so this basically slacks is the story of a girl who's just starting at like a an american apparel or an h&m and they're the they're debuting a new um form-fitting jeans yeah and it's got the ss symbol on it i know <laughs> i know <laughs> um, for super shaper yeah uh and then one of the jeans is possessed it's like basically you put the jeans on and they fit you perfectly. Yeah. For everybody, no but, matter who you are. But this pair of jeans is killer. They eat you. And they suck up your blood, which yeah. is hilarious. And let's not give them any more spoilers. Yeah. But it's, I mean, that's it's that's not a fun. spoiler, trust me. Um, it is fun. And it actually explores some really interesting I did not, of social justice. I will say I did not expect it to have such a... Um, a story yeah like same i just thought it was like oh killer jeans and like, it whatever. really did it had yeah. a, it had a really great story so cheers to the people who made slacks you're very weird um <laughs> come on our show yeah sure come on the show we'd love to have you on you weirdos <laughs> so i think that will do it for what you've been watching bitch what you've been watching bitch we will take our break and be right back with our first movie which is i'm blanking joyride <laughs> If you had a car, you could pick me up in Colorado. We could have an adventure. You know, the two of us. You'd want that? How far would you go for the girl you've always wanted? Sexy choice. Vint is 1971. How much would you do for a brother in need? Thank you for coming. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. I'll drop him off in Denver. I'll see you tomorrow. Breaker one, man. This is like a prehistoric internet or something. Can you do a woman's voice? How much fun could you have? Hey there, this is Candy Candy. Who's this? Rusty Nail. If I were there, Rusty Nail, I'd make you feel good. Turn me on. When the joke... I'll be at the Lone Star Motel. What room? Room 17. I can't wait. This is awesome! Is now on you. We had a little incident here last night. The victim was staying in room 17. What happened to him? Ripped his jaw clean off. This fall. Are you guys ready for an adventure or what? Everything you say. Candy cane. We saw what you did to that guy. You pathetic, lonely freak show. We'll come back to haunt you. You really should get that fixed. Get what fixed? That tail light. 
Candy cane. <laughs> candy cane. Do you think that they were, he ever ate a candy cane? Yeah, Rusty Nail. See, see, there it goes. Anyway, we are here to talk about horror and movies now that we are shifting focus into our horror and movie section. Today we are talking about the 2001 road horror, Joyride. Maddie, Tony, tell us a little bit about Joyride. It was a joke, just for fun. While traveling from California to Colorado to pick up his childhood friend and crush, Venna, Lewis is forced to make a stop in Salt Lake City on the way after he learns his estranged older brother, Fuller, has been arrested again. Lewis bails him out and Fuller tags along for the trip. Upon having a CB radio installed in their car, the brothers pull a cruel prank on an unsuspecting trucker, sending him into a spiral of revenge and carnage, leaving our trio to wonder if they will ever road trip again. Joyride was directed by John Dahl, written by Clay Tarver, and none other than J.J. Abrams. That was so weird to see it come up on I the screen. I know, it's very, very weird. Uh, produced by 20th Century Fox, and it's rated R, 97 minutes, uh, made in the USA, released October 5th, 2001, September oh, 11th. What a time. Hadn't even been a Jeez. month since 9-11, right? Uh, locations, Nevada and California, uh, budget $23 million, gross $36 million. It stars... None other than the beautiful and perfect Paul Walker as Lewis. Arrest in peace. Oh, God, it's so sad still. Steve Zahn plays Fuller. Lily Sobieski, very strange casting choice as Venna. We'll talk more about <laughs> oh, that. Oh, you mean the young Helen Hunt? Oh, my God. <laughs> I have things to say. Um, Rusty Nail is played by two people. Rusty Nail in person is played by Matthew Kimbrough. The voice of Rusty Nail is Ted Levine. Do you know who that is? Yeah, it sounds the Lambs guy. Uh-huh. You got it. Um, oh, we. I'd fuck me. Oh, I would, I would fuck me. I would fuck me. Come on, we've all done that. We've all looked in the mirror. <laughs> we've all stuck our dick between our legs. We've looked in the mirror and said, I would fuck me. You did it today. Anyways, um, that's it. So welcome to our conversation about Joyride. I did think it was funny um, that you uh, failed to do it in the order that it was presented. Yeah. Because top billing actually went to Steve Zahn on this movie. Yeah, he's not going to get it. He's not, he's not kidding. I think it's just a product of the diet. I don't think uh, Paul Walker was as big of a star as he became at this point. Paul Walker. And because of that, we get to see his butt. <laughs> Paul Walker, in many places in my notes, I wrote things like, how is Paul Walker so beautiful? Further down, I say, why is Paul Walker perfect? Further down, I just keep, I keep doing this. Yeah. Do you see what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. Um, Paul, Paul Walker, rest in peace. Um, I don't understand how that beauty... Was, was made. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to like be a f total fucking freak here, but you got to admit, that is one of the best looking men of all time. It's unfair. Like, it's ugh. <laughs> it's unfair that people are allowed to look that good. I don't, like, his eyes? I know. Like, I, Jesus Christ. And I'm not really like, you know, like, I'm not really even that into like blonde guys. Oh, but, I, like, you know me, I am. He does it. Oh my God. We'll talk more about that in the hottie of the episode section of can, our Can show. I talk about an actress? Yeah. Lily Sobieski. Yes, of, of the Glass House fame. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about this role, right? Lily Sobieski is the crush. We know that. Yeah. She goes to University of Colorado. It took me 
about half of the movie to really understand what her name was because it, it, it's, it's such a yeah. weird name. Venna is there. There are a lot of issues with this movie, right? I love Paul Walker, but this, this movie's got a lot of issues. That's honestly one of them. That's bad writing. Yeah. Who the fuck is named Venna? It's, it's, it's literally hard to hear. Yeah, exactly. It's hard to understand. And Lily Sobieski was such a poor choice for this role. I'm fine with it. Her voice, her voice is odd. There's just no other way to put it. The way that she speaks, her cadence, and the way that she's, it's like her timbre. I, I can't really explain huh. it. And look, I'm not trying to do like a, I'm a man and I think women sound annoying. That's not what this is. I'm saying for this role, it's almost like she was too serious for it. I, I, it's hard to put a finger on. I just really did not like her. And I, I don't mind Lily Sobieski. I liked her in other stuff. I just think for this one, it was an odd casting choice. I'm just not unconvinced that her and Helen Hunt are not related. They, in some they way, have shape to or be form. related somehow because I, she, I mean, like, come on. They look exactly the they same. They look like, I mean. Sisters. They could be sisters. Or maybe like it was like a, like a, like a birth, like no one knew. I don't know. You know, like Helen Hunt was like, oh, I've just, oh, I've just gained a lot of weight. Yeah. And then, you know, she, like, has meanwhile, a baby. He doesn't tell anybody. <laughs> meanwhile, on the set of Mad About You, they're trying to, like, hide right. her baby bump. Yeah. And, she, and then she goes, she's like, oh, I, you know, I had a nice vacation. I went to the spa. <laughs> I'm feeling better. Oh, oh, yes, I lost a bunch of weight. I was yeah. just eating too much. You know, that kind of, that, that's what I think with this. That's the origin story of Lily Sobieski. Now you know. Okay, perfect. Um, so the main beats of the story is Paul Walker's character. Yeah, take us through all of yeah, it. Yeah, Paul Walker's character, which is named. Why Lewis. Not? Lewis. Uh, is basically he's flying back to New Jersey for something. We're not, I think, for like yeah. spring break or like to visit family or yeah. something. Um, and he gets a call from Lily Sobieski's character, which is oh no, Vena. it was summer. Was this, oh it was, yeah, they were leaving. They were leaving college. Yeah, so he was just going home. Uh, their first interaction is he's saying, "Oh, at least in Colorado you have seasons, and at Berkeley it's only summer all year round." And I'm like. Oh and, yeah! And what sounds awful? Sounds, sounds awful. Terrible. Let's also, go to back to New Jersey. I also, guess. his roommate was really hot. Did you notice that? I didn't. Oh yeah, his roommate's real sexy. He's got a shirt off. <laughs> uh huh. Um. So basically, it, the story is he's driving. Uh, he gives up his plane ticket to buy a car to to drive back with Lily. So with Vena. Yes. Another issue is that that plane ticket. Could not have cost that much. I know to buy a car. Well, he also a has a credit card that has a um, unmaxed amount because he spends so much money in this movie on that master this card. card. Let me tell you, it don't stop being it's, a master. It is basically the master card is the fourth character he pays, in the like, movie. The master card is literally all over the goddamn place, and he's signing receipts and shit. Yeah. It's weird. And it's it's funny because it's the old way. It's the carbon copy way, uh -huh. like with the. Most of you millennials will not know what that is, but that's... they don't know what it is. <laughs> um, I'm I'm old enough to know how to use that. But um, anyway, he picks up uh, Venna, but before he finds out that his brother has been arrested in Salt Lake City, so he makes a, uh, a pit stop to pick him up, and he's going to drive him to Denver, I believe. I don't know. I, I lost track of that because there's just so many. It's just Steve Zahn trying to joke. But then uh, for, for 18 hours. Steve Zahn has a CB radio installed so that they can <laughs> essentially get to Colorado quicker because if you know where the cops are, yeah, you sure. can avoid them. You can go faster. That's essentially I mean, the I, crux of it. I guess. Yeah. They pull a really mean joke on a trucker to come and meet them at a hotel, which is really awful. 
And while they don't, you know, necessarily deserve what they get, they deserve something because what they sure. do is really bad. Yeah. But um, and then Carnage essentially happens after that because that's just nonstop. It's just this movie. What I will give it, actually, both of our movies tonight. What I will give it. Yeah. They move at a speed. Yeah, they do. Like there's no lag. There's yeah. no like downtime. <laughs> which I really Final Destination too. Jesus. Whoa. That's we'll talk about that in a second, but. Um, so yeah, that's kind of the, the crux of Joyride. Did you know that this movie has two sequels? I did. I have I haven't seen them, but I did know that. I don't. I I to my knowledge, I have not watched these movies. Well, and they're they're all rusty nail. Yeah. Yeah. So did you know that also there is an alternate ending to this movie? I did know that. I haven't seen it. I have because I have the DVD. Is it is it the porn version? Porn. Yeah, Paul Walker. In the end, is he like? Do something? No. Oh, <laughs> no. okay. Okay. Uh, no, this, I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, that must, must be what I want to see. Yeah, exactly. You know? Um, the alternate ending is, it pretty much plays out the same way, but there's a much more definitive death of Rusty Nail. Okay. In the in the alternate ending, they like hit him with his own truck and he dies. Yeah, that dude wouldn't die. Um, I, I much prefer this ending because it does leave you that mysteriousness at the end i would like, agree where is he is he's out there still he's still on the roads what i want to know is where does he get a replacement truck so fast <laughs> the, I, the 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 abuse that the vehicles go through I in this know. movie is another probably problem right doesn't make a whole lot of sense um that truck is literally indestructible it just and, and it their just car go and, and and this this hoopty. shitty hoopty <laughs> That like also that you bought for like eleven hundred dollars. Like who goes and who's like oh, I'm gonna install a CB radio in this? Like what the fuck is the story? I don't know. And it's fun. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying like it's got some issues. The whole scene of them in the hotel room, I think, is done really well. You mean um, when they when uh, Fuller goes to. No, I hate that part. Which, we'll which, talk about that. Oh, so. you mean with the gun and everything? I'm talking about At the end. Basically. No, no, no. I'm talking about the part where they have tricked Rusty Nail. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They are sure. in the hotel the, the room. The first one. The, they, they're in the hotel room next door, yeah. listening to like what's happening yeah, on the other side. That's fucked. Up. I think that's done really well. Yeah. The camera kind of never pans away. It's, I agree. You you hear something, but you don't really know what you hear. <sighs> yes, I agree with you. Um, there's a seriousness to that part that I think we don't find again in the movie. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I think there, like, look, did I have fun with this movie? Yes. Am I going to poke holes in it because that's what we do on this thing and every other podcaster does? Yes, that's what we're here for. So, I mean, like, I think that, I think what could have been more interesting, right, is if maybe the movie actually got more serious. Yeah. And I just don't think it does. Instead, it... It relies on that funny guy, Steve Zahn stuff. And yeah. like, I a lot just, more action. I just don't get into that. You know there's, what I mean? There's, this movie is almost an action movie. It's more than a like a horror movie. Sure. Yeah. Um, just because like of the the cornfields thing and like cornfields thing that that was well done too. I'm gonna tell you something though about that part. Okay. I don't know if you grew up around cornfields or not. Yeah. You can't drive through them like that. They are bumpy. <laughs> like yeah. there are rows of corn. I mean the. <laughs> We got to suspend our disbelief. I, I know, right? <laughs> Just crying up around so much corn. It's, I was that like, means, "That's not." Real. But yeah, like, and also, like, there was there's one part where like the truck turns down something. I can't remember what it was, like a hill or something. And I was like, "Ain't no way that motherfucker <laughs> driving that semi that fast down a hill like like in a in a field. That's yeah. not going to happen." I also want to point out that um, 
okay, so apparently whatever this trucker does for a living, he's not getting paid this month because he did did not make his delivery. Yeah, I mean, what is it? What does he like just drive around literally doing nothing? That's, let me tell you, I, I have an uncle that's a trucker. I've had many truckers in my life. They have a job to do and they don't just drive around in their truck when they're not on a job. So. Um, I can't remember what part this was. Oh, no, 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 no. The part where the ice truck happens, yeah, you know, and the then, fake out, yeah, yeah, and then he, um, he like slams their car into the tree. Uh-huh. When when he pulls the truck away, the scene the, the scene ends. It cuts to them washing their hands and like getting dressed. Yeah, we never find out how they got out of there. Yeah, I yeah. literally wrote in my notes. Uh, how did they get out of there? Because last we saw, they were stuck. Yes, right. I mean, they probably just pushed out or whatever. I mean, but you, you find a I mean. way. I wish that we would have seen that. Yeah, I wanted to know how they got all those windows replaced so quickly. I, like they're they're finding the best people to do car work. Whether you need a, <laughs> a CB long radio highway. or this or whatever. Also, I love it when he he after that that scene happens and he calls Venna and he's like, "Oh, we're late." And he's like, oh, we had some car trouble. Yeah. I was like, oh, really? Car trouble? That was one thing that I did not remember from, you know, because I, I own this movie. I've watched it a lot of times in my youth, but I haven't revisited it in a long time. Yeah. I kind of forgot that Lily Sobieski does not come into it until like the 45 hour mark. She, um, I think that's kind of odd too. We talk about how the movie moves fast. Yeah. That part doesn't. Yeah. To do that, it's almost like. There's something there that maybe could have been taken out. I think the, I don't know what it is. I, I, I think that in order for it to make sense and in order for it to give credence to the character of her of her friend that gets abducted, we needed a little bit more time yeah, with her. I agree because by the time that that friend gets abducted, I don't care about her. Exactly. And we don't even know how I, she got I, abducted yeah. because she was on her way to San Antonio. <sighs> See, and that's the other thing too. Now, now we really hate the movie. I know, no, um, I don't hate this movie. But it's like the 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 villain of the convenience of, Rusty of the nail is, yeah. is extremely convenient that's a great way to put it yeah and i think that he's too omniscient he's mm-hmm. too omnipotent and he's too everywhere at once yeah and i think that that there's no way that he could away, attract them yeah. and abducted her <laughs> I, I think that that takes away from his scariness yeah you know what i mean i, do, I don't walk away from this movie thinking that i'm scared of truckers which which that shouldn't be the objective but like there's got to be a villain somehow right yeah. mm-hmm. uh, instead i walk away with something very different I, I walk away actually not liking paul walker and steve zahn very much yeah because like they're actually what they did was like you said they don't deserve this but they were that was really shitty to do that to somebody because what if what if that guy had got what if he had gotten hurt or what if something else had, you know and look what happened because of you i mean it really was because of you that well, happened everyone else pays the price in this movie except for them none of the main characters pay the price not you know she doesn't necessarily deserve it because she wasn't she doesn't part deserve of it, it but right. the, those two other guys like one in my opinion one of them should have died <laughs> to know, make the movie have any stakes they don't because they're cute white guys yeah you know what I mean? and i'm not making it about race i don't mean that i guess i'm more making it about maybe like privilege it's it's two good looking privileged white dudes that think that they can do anything and so they just keep on doing it they're like yeah of course i'm gonna do this it's just like it's it's and then and then in the midst of it all there's also like this piece of meat lily sobieski who like with gets, her with her like open nipples? Yeah. Essentially, I don't. I don't well, know if you tossed around. I don't know if you noticed that or not, but they like 
there's a slow shot of when she is first kind of like introduced in person of her like walking yeah. with yeah, she has like a sweater on or she, something. She has like a red tank top with like spaghetti oh, okay, straps. Yeah, yeah, okay. Her nipples are very prevalent. This is the second time we talked about nipples in this episode. I'm just saying that they're there. There's also butts in this movie too. He's so. got nipples <laughs> on the brain. I mean, I yeah. guess it's kind of like equal opportunity, you know, misogyny, let's whatever. Talk, I don't know. But let's talk about weird. the butt thing. Yeah, let's, let's talk, talk about, about the, butt, the thing. butt thing. The butt thing happens when um, he wants to embarrass Rusty them. Nail wants to embarrass them. So he says, "Okay, Venna, stay in the car. You two go into this truck stop, order twelve burgers." It's going to make me want a cheeseburger. I'll I'll tell you what. I'm so hungover. That's what I'm ordering tonight. You understand (laughs) me? A cheeseburger. Sounds good. Um, And he says, you're going to go in there and do this, but you're going to go in naked. I did like how the waitress was like, do you want fries with that? Girl, I'll tell you what. I got one big French fry for you. You know what I mean? (laughs) Um, So listen, this is the best part of the film because this is when you get to see Paul Walker's butt. Yeah. And it is fan. Fantastic. It's fantastic. He's a little skinny in this movie. For oh, me, that you know, that's how I like it. You know what I mean? I like, a, I like a, a lean, clean machine. Did you like when he was wearing his wide leg jeans? Oh, <laughs> actually, I kind, I kind of did. It like reminded me of like crushes. High school. Yeah, you know, yeah, what, boner. What if he would have just been wearing like a puka shell necklace? Oh that would have just completed the outfit. Uh, uh, <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's great. And, um, you know, somebody on Twitter actually said like, oh, I always felt bad for Steve Zahn because his butt's nice too. I'm like, no, it's not. That's fine. Listen, listen. You just don't like Steve Zahn in this movie. You just hear me out on this. In comparison with Paul Walker, nobody is good enough. (laughs) It's true. Period. So yeah, his ass doesn't matter to me. You weren't looking in that direction. I don't fucking care Um, about that. Did you notice? Um, so at the end of the movie, Steve Zahn gets his leg impaled on a that's hard to watch. Like a rebar kind of thing. Basically, it's like part of a fence. But did you notice it's the same leg that he fake um goes into the office at the beginning because he parked in the handicap spot and he like fakes a. what do you call that? A limp? That's interesting. Yeah. What, what goes around comes around. You know See? what I mean? See? Yeah. Don't fuck around. Just saying. Fuck around and find out, as they say. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of... I, I liked how uh, gas was only $1.32. That brought me back. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. Did you know that, Do you know what this is called in the UK? Uh, so I, I read it. I don't remember. Called Roadkill. Because Joyride means something means different. Means something very different. UK. I can't remember what it actually means, it but it's means, something different. It means like kids taking someone else's car. Like that kind of a thing. Yeah, and it's it's also called roadkill in Australia as well. Oh. Yeah, I see. I actually I put it in the notes. That's. I mean, that's uh, got to be like a because you know uh, essentially yeah. Australia is just an offshoot of the UK Basically. when you really, when you go back in yeah. history. It's part of the Commonwealth. Yeah. So that makes sense. Um, we already talked about how Rusty Nail, of course, is played by Ted Levine and Matthew Kimbrough. Can we talk about how the cops are useless in this movie. Oh, the cops are are <laughs> pathetic in this movie. Like, come and on. Honestly, how many of them do you need for these sleepy roadside towns? I don't know. There's so many. I don't know. Um, Lily Sobieski ended up filming two different romantic interludes, one with Steve Zahn and one with Paul Walker. Oh, that part, to me, where Steve Zahn is coming on to her. I, I hate it. It's so uncomfortable. It's so gross. It is so gross. That, that's what I was saying. It's like, it, it's like she's just a piece of meat. Well, and it, I, I hate it. It that. made me so icky feeling when he's like... Yeah. When he's like really close to her, when she's open, uh, unlocking the door, well, and, and I'm he's just like, like, "Get away from me!" And she's like, clearly saying she does not want to drink, right? And he's making her drink. Essentially, like, I was wondering what that drink was because she was like, "Ooh, this is really good." I'm yeah, like, "It looks girl, like, a, like like a screwdriver." You know what? It's okay, this actually, I don't mean to jump to our next movie, but I'm going to say this one thing. Right? There's this moment, so and it connects. The bottles that he has for that drink are weird. 
Yeah. I don't know where those bottles I came don't know from. either. And you then mean, also, you mean the juice bottles. Yeah. yeah. And then in Final Destination 2, when the cop pulls out the milk from the fridge and it's in this like glass carafe with a bottle, I wrote that down. I said, ain't no man, <laughs> ain't no man have that carafe for milk. <laughs> it was very weird. Um, I do appreciate the ending of this movie kind of having that like Saw-esque trap where if they Fair open enough. the door, it shoots her. I think that's really done really well. Um, do you think it's a little overdone maybe for this for this villain? Do you no, think? No, because it's like the ultimate stakes. Yeah, I mean, I guess. Uh, you know, um, you know, I, with full discretion, we were originally going to do The Hitcher. For this episode, and I, I have to tell you, I'm 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 actually really upset about that because yeah. I've never I've never seen The Hitcher. It's really good. And if, if for those of you that are new to the show, perhaps you don't know about our curse. The curse let's strikes about, again. Let's talk about the curse. The curse happens when because we of course we map out our season ahead and we choose our films, all that stuff. Everything that we choose is it's always available, available yeah. until the week of the episode, which then we discover that it's either not free anymore, which is not that big of a deal for yeah, us. Yeah, we'll rent. Well, we, we rent, and that's, you know, frankly, that's part of what your Patreon pays for, yeah. right? But then also, um, sometimes things just magically disappear. Mm-hmm. It happened to us with Candyman. Remember yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. And we just, both of us just didn't have the DVD, because we just didn't. We could not find that motherfucker anywhere. I don't remember actually how we watched it. I don't it. remember. It was like, it was like I, I think I watched like a Romanian version with like subtitles on like some weird ass thing. It was very fucked up. Same thing happened with The Hitcher. Yeah, I think The Hitcher now is only available through Stars Or something like that. Um, and in the Chicagoland area, we, we don't have access to Stars because of this weird uh, dispute that Comcast went through. So fucked up, man. So we couldn't watch The Hitcher. <laughs> I thought about making us watch the remake, but I think I'll save that for another. We'll save it for something yeah. else. Anyway, back to Joyride. Um, I think that we've said a lot of what we I wanted to say. we've said it all, really, haven't we? I mean, yeah, I know. don't have anything... A picture's a thousand words, and we gave them, like, three pictures. Yeah. Um, Overall, uh, I really enjoy Joyride. Rate it. I'm trying to think. Rate the movie. Rate the movie. (laughs) On Friday the 13th Horror Podcast, we drudge on a seven-stripe scale for the seven stripes of that gay old rainbow. Um, For Joyride, I gave this film a five. I really enjoy it, even though if 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 you look... Just one layer too deep, it doesn't make a ton of sense. No. But if you just have fun with it, I think it's a, a very well done early aughts yeah. movie. I, you know, I gave it a four. And that's not a bad grade. My main takeaway was a classic road horror that deserves more attention. Does it have holes? Yes. Do I care? No. Solid acting all around and it had me on the edge of my seat even today. For me, it's an interesting exploration of class and shame. Go figure that I would say that, right? Um, And unfortunately interrupted by some annoying writing and acting. But it's all made up for by Paul Walker's ass. Rest in peace. All right. We will take our next break and we will come back with kind of an odd pick, but it makes sense within the context. It it, it makes sense. Um, Because we've never done Final Destination. But we are going to be tackling the sequel, Final Destination 2. Dose. What? There's gonna be a huge accident. We're all gonna die. I just saw it. All right, that's it. My turn to drive. No, I'm serious. Okay, what's wrong? A candlelight. What are you doing? Oh my god. Anniversary of the crash of Flight 180 will be held at 8 p.m. tonight at the Mount Abraham High School Auditorium. I would help. I would help. You've survived Flight 180. 
but guess what? You're going to fucking die anyway, you idiot. So listen, uh, Final Destination 2. Andrew, tell us all about it. Death is like a boomerang. It keeps coming back. One year after the events of Flight 180, Kimberly has a violent premonition of a highway pileup, and she blocks the freeway, keeping a few others meant to die safe. Or are they? The survivors mysteriously start dying, and it's up to Kimberly to stop it before she's next. Can they defeat Death's design, or are they destined to meet their maker? Ooh. It was directed by David Ellis, written by Eric Bress and J. Mackey Gruber. Um, was distributed by New Line Cinema. Clear Rivers, is, which is the weirdest name I've ever heard. I don't understand that at all. <laughs> Jeff, Jeffrey Reddick, help us on this. Why that name? Clear Rivers is played by Allie Larder. Kimberly is played by A.J. Cook. Officer Burke is played by Michael Landis. Mr. Bud Bloodworth? That's oh, his name. Okay. That's his name. I don't think I ever knew yeah. that. Mr. Bloodworth is played by the one and only Tony Todd. Tony Todd, come on our show. Evan is played by David, can't pronounce your last name. I think Pat Cow. Pat Cow? Pat Cow. Sure. Tim is played by James Kirk. Nora is played by Lindy, Linda Boyd. Rory is played by Jonathan Sherry. And Isabella is played by Justina Machado. Rated R comes in at a swift, perfect 90 minutes. Made in the USA. Uh, filmed in... That's weird. Not made in the USA. Distributed in American the USA. Company, yeah. American movie. Yeah. Um, locations for uh, filming were in British Columbia. Here it is again. Um, oh, I wonder if they filmed it on the, the Highway of Tears. See? <laughs> uh, released January 31st, 2003. Um, budget was $26 million and it grossed $90 million. $90 million. Final Destination is an incredibly successful franchise. franchise. Yeah. Huge. Huge. So... We, which which reminds me, Jeffrey Reddick, why aren't you a patron for us yet? Are you going to do that or what? <laughs> we are talking all about the sequel to the Devon Sawa saga of Final Destination. Devon Sawa also can come on the show. Still watch that Hunter Hunter movie. It's on Hulu. I, have, oh, I forgot about it's that. It's on Hulu actually. now. Yeah. Um, oh, anyway. We, we love us a Devon Sawa. Yeah. Come on the show, Devin. <laughs> Devin Sawa, Devin Sawa, Devin Sawa, Devin Sawa. Um, so Final Destination 2 is the continuing struggle to stay alive. <laughs> Y'all, listen, the, the motherfucker, death is a bitch. <laughs> and I just want to talk about that that the first big crash, right? Well, it's the first thing that happens in the movie. So. These are the ways that people die. Um, the cop is killed by a log. The black car is killed by the truck. The biker is killed by the car. The blue no, car. No, the biker's killed by his bike. Yes, you're right. That that you are correct. It's it's like slices into him. Yeah. I forgot about that. Great. So I, I messed up there. But then a blue car flips, they die. A gray car flips, they're dead. The brown car is also killed by the log. And then the black car is killed by the truck. <laughs> and then the red and then the bronco is also killed. Oh, well, by the yeah, truck. of course. Yeah. So um log two flipping two bike one car zero <laughs> truck two. That's, that your that's what card? I mapped out. Your scorecard. That's correct. Um, so this... Oh, one more thing. Uh-huh. 18 people die in that crash. Thank you. Thank you, thank you for ahead. that impression. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say something else. Yeah, I um, I figured that out on my own. Okay. Go ahead. Um, I will say out of all five of the Final Destination movies, this opener is the one that sticks with me forever. <laughs> so listen, I got a story about this one. Okay. When this came out... I was um, I was home from college. Wait, when did this come out again? What was the, the month though? What month? January. Was it? Uh, yeah, so I must have been home maybe on winter break. Yeah, I suppose. Uh-huh. So I went to go see this with my friend Elizabeth, and um, 
we, we went to like, the movie theater and then we were driving on this back road to go to Baker Square because we always went to Baker Square. Basqua? Uh, yeah, totally. Because we just we fucking, <laughs> we ate like such idiots back then. Anyway, we still do. Anyways, on, so we just watched this movie, right? And like we're young, like this movie like freaked us out, yeah. right? So we're freaked out. We're driving down this road and it's raining, right? So it's kind of like gray out. Yeah, I will say in this movie, the, the roads are forever wet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I, I'm driving my mom's car, so I'm being super careful about it because it, it was also her new car then. Driving it, out of nowhere, something lands on the hood. Like it, like, it plops down hard enough that we were like, ah! and I like break the car hard and fast. There's nobody behind us, thank God. And we were shaken. We get out of the car. There's nothing. There's nothing. It was not anything on the hood. There's no mark on the hood. There's nothing like on the side of the road. We still to this day do not know what the fuck happened. But it was odd because what have we just seen? Final Destination 2. Yeah. And we were convinced that we were going to die. <laughs> Um, I will say the way that um, Allie Larder, there's a scene in this movie where Allie Larder's character, Clear, I don't know if I even want to say that name. I just don't understand why her name is Clear Rivers. She must have had like hippie parents and their last name was Rivers. So she was like, Clear. Anyway, um, there's a moment in this movie where Clear kind of like, look. they're at a gas station and she kind of looks around and sees all the different things that could kill them. Yes. Like she's omnipresent in like looking at what's going to, that's how I function. That's that's really? yeah all the time. Have you talked to anybody about that? <laughs> I just I'm, I'm always on Final Destination high alert. Might we uh, Xanax or <laughs> I don't know. anything? Hey, it's kept me alive this long. I mean, it's so. a good point. That's <laughs> a good point. Um, so basically, this movie is all about kind of this it, it, an enormous car crash that happens at the beginning um, that they that they nearly avoid by uh, which was modeled Kim after Lee. after a real pileup. Was it one Did in you know Texas? That? One in uh, I think it was in Atlanta. I'm pretty. Sure. I read near, about one in near Texas, Atlanta, but yeah, something like that. But this, the way that they do this car scene, it's it's it's, it's pretty so well cool. done. It's, it's 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 amazing that it's scary. Yeah, like that's what makes it scary is because it's so well done. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, there's barely any CGI. There's a little CGI with the log. Yeah. Do you know why? Yeah, because they couldn't get it to bounce. The logs didn't. The real logs didn't bounce enough. Yeah. I think I think it's hilarious. Yeah, but it will forever ingrain in everyone's head that once they see a log truck that they don't want to drive I mean, by. It. I mean, that that shit is scary because you know that if a pileup happens. You're going to die. Yeah. You're dead. I mean, that sequence of events is just so well choreographed. 18 people died. It, it's it's incredible. I will give this movie all the credit for that sequence alone. I think I raised my score a 0.5 just because of how realistic the yeah. opening is. I mean, like, I, I think that Final Destinations, the, the, the whole series, there's five, right? Yep. Five. Currently. None of them are not cheesy. In some way. Yeah, you, they're, you know they, I mean? they've got like, a level of goofiness to them. Yeah, I mean, like, there's, there's a lot of parts where, like, I mean, look at what's happening, right? The, the characters all agree that literally, like, the Grim Reaper is on their tail. Yeah. And there's a lot of moments where, like, the cop will say, well, that's kind of a wild story, isn't it? And I'm like, motherfucker, do you know what movie you're in right, right. now? Like, you just have to believe in it. Oh, you mean the cop that is involved in every sport possible oh in God. his apartment? <laughs> he he is. And also, remember, in his apartment, besides just being a total jock like that, he's also putting milk into beautiful <laughs> carafes. That, that's what he does. He's a, he's a, a, a it's, defined character. It's, it's, a, it's a lot. It's, it's, a, it's a lot. All that being said. He's very beautiful. Is it, yeah. Is it still a fun movie? Yeah. I still have fun with it. And it makes me feel like a kid again watching yeah, it. You know yeah. what I mean? 
Um, I thought it was funny that they were going to uh, Daytona Beach. I wrote that down, too. I was like, oh, spring break, here we go. Once again, we're going to Florida. <laughs> Why never, is everyone going to Florida? I've never been to Daytona, have you? Uh-uh. I have zero desire to ever go. No, no I'm, not, zero. I'm not in my 20s anymore. I don't, no. I don't need to. I did think it was weird. I don't know if you noticed this. At the very beginning, there's a, 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 there's a credit sequence at the beginning, and there's a spider in her bed for some I, I saw that, too. I was like, what? And it had been a while since I had seen part two. Me, too. And, and I was actually starting to think, wait a minute, does she die now? Like in a spider? And does the spider do it? They don't explain the spider. I don't get why they don't explain the, explain the spider. <laughs> it's just like, like I, a creepy I don't, thing, I I don't get why they... I mean, this is like a Black Widow-looking spider. Yeah. Explain the spider. Uh, this is my advice to filmmakers. Don't put the spider in... If it doesn't do anything. Unless you're going to explain it to me. Yeah, it would have made a lot more sense if the spider would have been the thing that woke her up or something. Yeah. Um, can we talk about one of my favorite deaths? Hold on. I have one thing right before we get to all that. Okay. In this movie, they explain the previous movie no more <laughs> than three times. It is explained in the opening credits by the person on the TV. Yeah, right. It is explained by Clear in the institution. And it is explained by the African-American character in yep. the... In the uh, cop and yeah the, uh, right what is a police station um and, and like the like the like the interrogation room kind yeah. of thing i'm just thing. like we get it we know what movie we're in yeah <laughs> like, also i love when the the tv is on in that opening sequence and it's like the guy having a guest on it's, it's like a like, late night tv show uh, see i thought it was like a news like it was like the news i was like you're gonna have this nutcase <laughs> on right now like, i think it's like this? i think it was more like a late night type thing like an entertainment tonight yeah sort yeah, of thing yeah yeah um, so we should talk about the way, or, or, I'm sorry, you wanted to say something right before that. I want to talk about one of the deaths. Okay. Well, yeah, let's go through the deaths really quick. Because um, if you're going to watch a Final Destination yeah. movie, you're in it for the weird intricacies of death. Without a doubt. <laughs> like, now, the first death, um, this isn't my favorite one, but the first death is the guy that I called, um, his name is Evan, I mm-hmm. yep. think. Yep. Did you notice um, him from anything? I don't remember. He was the blonde guy in Disturbing Behavior. Really? Yeah. Same guy. I'll tell you what. When he was in that dumb car, yeah, not much to look at. <laughs> but when he's making food at home, like a oh like a gross God. like a gross person, he's really sexy. Did you know what I wrote down for this? Just like he's just gross. No, I was like, of course the buff guy eats like shit. Yeah. Like I'm I'm sick of I, this trope. Now listen, folks. <laughs> I got some news for you. I eat just like him, and it's not working for me. <laughs> No, actually, I don't. I do. I eat better than that. But he, he literally he was sexy. His meal was mozzarella sticks yeah. and chow mein. It's it's really gross. Um, but he's he was looking good. He, he had just won the lotto as well. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, lottery. did you notice his uh, giant iMac? Yes. <laughs> yeah, he's like carrying all this shit in. Um, his manner of death is when he gets home. Um, and see, this is what Final Destination does, right? It plays with you. So he gets home and he starts cooking, and he's an idiot. And he drops his like fancy new ring, and he puts on this ugly ass watch. Yeah, and he he drops his ring in the garbage disposal. So he sticks his hand down there, and the new watch gets caught because it's gigantic. So you're thinking, oh, his hand's gonna get chewed off in the garbage disposal. Well, guess what? The stove catches on fire, and the microwave's going. And the microwave is going off, and then he's using a towel to knock the pan off the stove, and the pan. Makes the apartment which I was like, light on fire. Do not just just let the pan be on fire. It was a it's lot. Fine. Finally, he he gets his hand out of the garbage disposal. Oh, he's safe. Oh, he's gonna grab the fire hydrant. 
Oh, there's nothing in it. Oh, damn. So now he's got to go outside. The window shuts. And the windows magically shut. So he has to break them. And then he goes on the fire escape. And on the fire escape, you're thinking, oh, well, now he's going to fall and die. This has got to be where it happens. So that doesn't happen. He climbs down the, the thing. And he tries to make the ladder go, but it won't. And so then he um, then he jumps down. He jumps down, falls on his back, and he's like, no, "Oh no, no!" He jumps down and slips on his spaghetti. That That's right. The Thank you. I forgot about that. So he had thrown out spaghetti when he got home. Spaghetti in a frying pan. I don't understand. I don't... It doesn't make any <laughs> Why sense. Why is it spaghetti in the frying but pan? But yeah. So when he he jumps down and he's fine. He's like, "Oh, thank God, I'm safe." And then he fucking like trips and then he falls in such a way that it's underneath the ladder and the ladder comes down. And it almost gets him. He's like, oh, thank God. And then it does. But then boom. <laughs> and it gets him right in the eye. Yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> right in the eye. Uh, and the, Okay, so let's go through them really quick. We got him. And then after that, it is Tim, right? That's my, that's my favorite death. That is a very well done. Yeah. And that whole sequence in the dentist office is all like done really well. So wait, it's Evan, then Tim. Then Nora. Then, then it's Nora, right? Nora's the mom. Which I don't know if you noticed this, but... In the uh, the continuation from part one, Nora is, Nora and Tim are have the last name of Carpenter. Oh, so they're really oh yeah yeah I yeah. noticed that. <laughs> um, they're also they're funny. When Tim goes in to get his teeth worked on at the dentist, <laughs> yes. and like he tells his mom this, he's like, "Now listen, if he gives me the gas and I wake up and my pants are unbuttoned, we're not paying." <laughs> and he I mean, this is like he's like fifteen, he's like fifteen, yeah. and his mom is like, "Oh." Tim. Well, and that's why I will say about most of the Final Destination movies is that you do get enough of the characters to actually like them. Yeah, yeah, like, I understand. Everyone that. in this is kind of oddly likable. Let's like, talk about how Tim dies. Yeah, so Tim has the most extended uh, death sequence where you're not sure what's going to do him in. It it involves the following things: <laughs> a fish tank, a leak, pigeons, windows breaking. Oxygen tanks, choking on a fish. Shot. <laughs> I can't even say it. Drills. Choking on a fish. <laughs> Shots. Drills. Um, pigeons flopping. Um, and none of that manages to kill him. Well, you know who does kill them? The other two people that point out the pigeons. Because they point out the pigeons, and then he's like, oh, pigeons. See, this is the thing, right? It, it sort of becomes like a chicken and the egg kind of thing. Yeah. Like, are you making this happen? Right. You know? So yeah, he has a plate glass window dropped on him and smashes him. And the way that they smashes fil- him. the way that they filmed it, it's not CGI. It's like a dummy. Yeah. I remember I watched the um, what do you of. call it? Yeah, making of a long yeah. time ago, and it was like a dummy that they used. But man, does it look real? <laughs> it is. It's it's a fucked up death. Um, I would imagine it would be instant. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? Um, I think Michael said to me afterwards, he's like, what are they putting in the body bag? Yeah. I mean, like, I I think that he would just be liquefied by that almost. You know what I mean? Um, And his mom has to watch. I know. And next is Nora, his mother. Uh, She has the weirdest It's a weird. It's weird. It's the man with hooks. Yeah. She gets her her braid caught in a, uh, what do you call those? Artificial limb. (laughs) It's like a, uh, it's a hook. But it's an artificial it's a hook hand, a, limb. Hook, a hand hook. You know what I mean? It's like an amputee's. It's, a, it's an artificial limb that doesn't have a hand on it. Yeah, it's, it's got, got like a hook. Like the little pincher. You know what I mean? And she gets her braid stuck in it, and then the elevator takes her up and takes her head off. That poor guy with the the box of hooks. I know. He's like, uh, come on, he's a little bit of a creeper. I didn't know. He smells. Oh yeah, hair. he's 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 disgusting. But 
like he was not expecting that to happen that day. You no. know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Who uh, dies after Nora? And then they and then I love the part though where they come back in the apartment and they've got like blood all over them and they're like, "Can we find the pregnant woman, <laughs> please?" <laughs> oh yeah, because she's actually my favorite character. She she's ridiculous. I like Cat. We, we got to say that we find out that the only way to stop death sequence is to bring new, new life. life. <laughs> and Tony Todd. <laughs> Tony Todd voice. We'll talk about the end and how that doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but it's, it's I mean, fine. None of this makes any sense. You know what I mean? Um, also, how about Tony Todd, right? Yeah. They're like, hey, let's just bring in Tony Todd and just let him be Tony Todd. Yeah. Just like, just go do it. Oh, I forgot to mention, when we go and see Clear at the institution where she's self-medicated uh, yes. herself. In, yes. Self-medicated? Self- She voluntarily- Goes in. What do you call that? Um, Checked in. Yeah. Um, Committed herself. Committed herself. There we go. Thank we you. got it. We got it. Tell you what, I'm going to commit myself. Um, she tells the story of how Alex uh, from the first movie dies. Did you catch yeah. that? Random falling brick. That's, I don't. I don't think I did catch that actually. And that's where I talk to the writer of Final Destination Two, and I say we couldn't get a better death for our hero, yeah. our hero from the I first know. one. Um, Devin Sawa. Devin Sawa. Devin Sawa. <laughs> We're going to make it into the zeitgeist. Um, yeah. So we learn from her that he has now died and she's the only remaining member of the original Flight 180 yep. team or whatever. And she's been keeping herself safe. <laughs> I like. I did like that sequence where she's like, no belts, no thing, no blah, no D. It's like, and she's like, is, is there any reason no I should, phones. is there any reason I should be afraid of her? And she's like, oh no, this is for her safety. <laughs> no, honey, it's you she's afraid of. Yeah. Um, so back to the deaths, um, Nora's the elevator death. And then after that, we have a series of two deaths really quickly. Yeah. Um, Kat and, uh, what are, the, what are their names? That's why I keep forgetting. Kat is the, is the woman. Um, Rory is the drug guy. R- yeah. Rory is the drug guy who I also cannot fucking stand. That, oh, that I didn't scene. mind him. Scene in the elevator with that shoe, I hate it so much. Elevator in the shoe. Oh, got it. I see what you're saying. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> Where he's trying to get the this, thing is this off. dog shit, dude? <laughs> Let me just get it off of you. Oh, I hate that. I don't know. He does turn into a lovable character by his death, though. Yeah, I guess so. Because I, I think that that one moment's kind of touching where he like goes to our main character and says, like, hey, will you take my keys? And if I die, will you get rid of like anything that makes my mom sad in my house before that she is, does? That is kind of sad. Right? Yeah. And um, Kat, who's our, like, professional. Yeah. She, that's, like, how they model her. She smokes cigarellos. She, she's smoking, like, clothes. Yeah. I don't even know what she's smoking. It's so weird. Yeah. And she walks on the treadmill a lot. But um, her, she's kind of like the, her and Rory are kind of like our comedy in I the movie. I would say so, yeah. Um, Eugene is our uh, fucking ass. Which whole, one's Eugene? The African-American yeah, yeah, character. Yeah, yeah, um, he, he drives me insane. He tries to commit suicide, well, but death I, won't let him. I, if I'm being honest, though, I was a little not pleased that the guy that they choose to, like, grab the gun and be really aggressive I know. was the black guy. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, I get it. It's 2003, but, like, that wasn't, that wasn't cool. One thing I forgot to bring up at the very beginning of this movie. When I first saw this movie... When we go into it, and what I think they do really well is I thought, oh, her and her friends are the main characters of the movie. Sure. These are the people we're going to see for the rest of the movie. And that changes and they real quick. mow down her friends <laughs> right at the very beginning. Uh-huh. 
It yep. just I remember the first time I watched this, I was like, holy shit. Oh, what? Whoa. <laughs> that blonde girl's not in the rest of this movie. Who am I who am I gonna focus on now? Right. I don't know who to focus on. And I will say when they show um in the in the crash sequence, when they show the bron- the red Bronco kind of rolling, yeah. and you see her blonde hair come out of the oh my God. sunroof. I, I I laugh every time though. It's I crazy do. Like, though. It is like it's like a it's like a, must be like a doll or something, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. It's like a Barbie doll flopping around. That hair is going she fucking hair got blown back <laughs> on this. Um, okay, and then so Cat uh, gets a, they get in another car accident, which I'm like, you guys, we just went through. Why don't you a- just walk everywhere? <laughs> they drive so much in a movie about a car pileup. It's insane. Like maybe you should just just fucking walk. Yeah, you know, it's it's like when we went to Indianapolis that one time for Horror Hound or whatever that was, and every, like everyone's on scooters. Yeah, we, we remember asking ourselves like. Do people just scoot now because they just think they should? They can't walk. You, know, you, you don't need to drive everywhere is what we're trying to say. <laughs> they get another car accident and she uh, – essentially there's a a pole that goes through her yeah. headrest. Oh. But she doesn't get impaled at that point. They are taking the jaws of life to the car and it makes the airbag go off yeah. and that's what kills her. I mean that's – and that is – whoever does – the planning of the deaths. Yeah. Whoever like is like, well, how are we going to make this even more fucked up? Yeah. They did do a good job with that. Well, and then it's her cigarello or whatever yeah. she's smoking right. that ignites the fuel uh-huh. that goes down and blows up the t- uh, yep. car that then sends a barbed wire fence through Rory <laughs> and try it sex him. And that is, uh, that's disturbing. It's very disturbing. It's disturbing to watch somebody be cut into three pieces. And they do it really well. And they do do it. You are you are correct. Um, at that same time, Eugene has a punctured lung, so he is taken to the hospital where oh, he is wow. on life support. I'm or a breathing machine. Yeah, not life support. Yeah, I guess it is life it's support. breathing machine. Um, and that there's a sequence in the hospital that's really stressful, where you're like, "What's going to kill them?" Yeah. And then the baby's born, and everyone's like, "We're saved." The and there's baby! this very strange score that is happening that it's is like weird, very hopeful and. I, I, it does not belong in this movie. I wrote movie. that down too. Like, who did the music? <laughs> yeah, it does not belong in this movie. There are a couple points where the score is just like, this is really weird. Yeah, why, are you, why are you doing this? But they find out that the new life is not the baby because Isabella was indeed not in the initial car crash. And then they figure out that she has to commit suicide. I don't really understand It's that weird. Part. It's a lot. <laughs> but at the same time, Eugene... Um, I, I kind of didn't understand this part. His the oxygen in the room was cut off, maybe. Yeah, so he had he had only like carbon dioxide, then like CO two. But then the vents open and it causes an explosion. Yeah, that, I mean, well, oxygen is flammable. That takes out both him and Clear, which I think is like <sighs> Clear deserved better. She did for but you being. Know what? The, she survived for a long ass time. Yeah, not living much though. I mean, like she did get to go to Paris at the end. She but, did, and you know, I think that's you know. Good, good for you, Clear. Oh, I forgot to bring this up for the third time. The part where he tears out the nipple ring of that guy. Oh, God, that's awful. <laughs> I mean, that's how, whenever anybody pulls out a, a ring type thing, it's like, it's, like, it. it's like in, what do you Disturbing call it? Behavior. behavior. Yeah. It's awful when that happens. Um, have you ever seen um, have you ever seen anybody with a piercing in there? I mean, in porn. You know what I mean? Not in person. You've ever, you never seen it in person? Uh-uh. I've seen it once. Was it on the balls or on the dick? On the on the dick. Huh. I mean, listen, I a Prince Albert, if you will. Yeah, you know, it was neat. Um, <laughs> it's neat. 
But I, I could never do that. No, I, I don't. I don't do understand that. the appeal. I could never. I could never do it. I've had. I've had. Let's see here. One, two, three, four. Oh. I've had four piercings in my life, and none of them on the dick. No, I've had two ears and two eyebrows. Um, but you know, in future it. years, when they uh, peruse the archives of Friday the Thirteenth, they will say, "How did they get to dick piercing?" <laughs> At this particular part in the episode. Well, friends. I don't think it's a dick piercing on Final Destination 2. Welcome. Welcome to our minds. But yeah, so the end of the movie is basically uh, she commits suicide to come back to life because of this doctor. And she's the only doctor in the hospital because she not only does pediatrics, (laughs) but she also does emergency room services. It's it's really, it's dumb. That's a dumb ending. I work for a hospital. You have specialists in the hospital. You don't just have like a doctor that does yeah. everything. It's, it's not like you know your your rural family doctor here. Like <laughs> that, that, it's very stupid, um, but very fun. But then at the end, uh, we get a bonus scene of yeah. them um, with the family that helped them when they crashed at the farm. They invited them over for a barbecue with a young Malkovich yes. <laughs> from Shameless. And uh, he gets exploded on the Milky, gr- on the Milky gr- Milk, Mickey Milkovich. Yeah. He gets exploded on the uh, grill because he, he was saved that day by Rory. Um, it's a which bad. It, it's a bad death. Yeah. Do you know what's funny about that? Oh. I didn't internal. I didn't internalize this until I watched it this time around. Yeah. That's why I'm afraid of grills. I always have moments where people when they- Andrew, I've got to be honest with you. I didn't know you were afraid of grills. I am. I'm very nervous about the whole propane situation. I mean, I get so. I mean, fire is scary. You know, it's it's, it's the propane tank because well, if, if you leave it on, there's a lot of power there. Off, like, I mean, and how do you how do you know it's off? Yeah, do you know it's, it's off? Scared. Think about it. It's a lot scarier than you is, think. Thankfully, your husband is not afraid of grills because he is like we <laughs> we like to call him here the grill fucking master. <laughs> Michael, if Michael is. Michael, you're listening to this now. You know you are. He's a grill fucking master. Yeah. Um, I did think it was funny that um, <laughs> the local news media is on top of everything in this. They, <laughs> they are reporting on these deaths right after they happen. And they, they really, they, the media talks about Flight 108, Flight 180 a lot too. Yeah. A lot. It's uh, it's omnipresent in the movie. It's, it's another character, yeah. for God's um, sake. Because they, they, they get derailed at mile marker 180. Uh, there's 180 feet ahead when they get hit by the truck. Yeah. Like there's all kinds of little goofy things in this. I did like how they're all tied back to the um, first movie. They Agreed. have a conversation in the car about like, oh, I was supposed to go to this and I would have died, but this got called remember, in from the first movie. Remember that time in Paris when the the whole thing collapsed? Yeah. I did think that was kind of weird thinking about what happened in Paris. I know. On. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, did you know that the Stony Brook Institution, where Clear Rivers puts herself? Is the same sanatorium using the opening of Halloween Resurrection? I, I don't care. <laughs> I hate that movie. Oh yeah. Well, you hate Halloween. You hate no, Halloween. no, no. I like I like one, two, three. Yeah, but it's it's not really your franchise though. Yeah, you I know, like you the know first I mean. three. You know what I mean? Um, the school bus full of kids are chanting "pile up." I know. <laughs> um, it's really hitting the hitting it with the hammer there. And the they're, kid with the trucks that was like yes. banging them together. Also, I love how they're from Mount Abraham. <laughs> Mount Abraham. There's Mount Abraham, the same school as all the victims from the first film. Um, and also, uh, you mentioned this earlier, but in the original, uh, characters are named after various horror film directors. Same is true here. Kimberly Corman is named after horror director Roger Corman. Tradition continues with the characters of Tim and Nora Carpenter. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Halloween. Um, 
there was one thing about uh so she tries to commit suicide in the uh the 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 lake she dies yes. she dies the most peaceful drowning death i've ever seen Motherfucker. she doesn't struggle if she... i was if i would well i do imagine that at some point if you're drowning you probably do just kind of give into it she was real good at it um drowning is my worst that that for, for death fears that's the one that i'm the most scared of yeah by far the Thank thought of that would just be <gasps> that and fire oh my fire god fire freaks me out but we learned that in this episode. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, all right. Rate out of, out of seven it. stripes, you go first this time. I give it a four. I gave it a 4.5 because of the pileup scene. Fair enough. Yeah. I, I like this are, movie. Those are good grades. For the most part, I like a lot of the um, uh, Final Destination yeah, movies. I mean, look, they're all stupid, but are they fun? Yeah. We're actually going to be tackling another one in a couple of months here. We are? Which one? Final Destination 3. What's that? What's that one about? I don't really remember. Uh, roller Coaster. That'll be fun. So, oh, that, that we're doing that one. That, yeah. That's right. So that gives you a little preview into what's coming up on Friday the Thirteenth Horror Podcast. What's your takeaway? My big takeaway. Let me move my paper. A solid sequel. Love the use or love the ties to the original and how it gives likability to most of its characters. The overall plot is a little muddled, but because of the pacing, I barely remembered. Mine is. I just keep thinking, why didn't they write this better? It's such, I, mean, I really do believe this. It's such a great idea. It's, I think it's a scary idea and I think it's a lot of fun. But this one just doesn't fly as well as the original for me, I don't think. But it's still a lot of fun. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, maybe one day we'll do the original. Oridge! The Oridge. <laughs> the OG. All right. We will take our final break and we'll be right back to close out the show with our hottie of the episode. Shantae, you stay. 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 We're back. And we're back with a game. And the game... A fun game. ...is really easy. You can't lose. <laughs> no, you there's no lose. way to lose. Yeah. Um, the game is just called Hottie of the Episode. Literally, it's just who we think is the hottest. Of the episode. That's it. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, I chose, because I knew what you were going to choose, so course, I chose something did. else. Um, I chose Michael Landis, uh, a.k.a. Thomas Burke from Final Destination 2. He's our resident hottie cop. Not a surprise. Uh, fits my mold it's perfectly. Totally you. Um, and I know him from playing Jimmy Olsen in Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman. Okay, fair enough. So, um, Mine is, go figure, Tony Todd. No, I'm joking. <laughs> it's not Tony Todd. It's Paul Walker. <laughs> Rest in peace, you beautiful, beautiful creature. So that is our hottie of the episode. See, isn't that a tough game? Um, I think we both won. We both won. Flying um, colors. Folks, thank you for spending a little time with us in episode 53. Now let's run through some things. Go ahead. We, you. Oh, okay. You that's, do it. That's you, my you cue. Do this time. Sorry. We are proud members of the Dread Podcast Network, yes. along with some of our, our friends over at Creatures of the Night, Kim and Cat Stay Alive, Guts. Guts, and Who Goes There podcast. Newest member, um, in Development Hell. Check them out. Uh -huh. Oh, don't you forgot just a little couple called the Boulet Brothers. Also. Oh, I said Creatures of the Night. You did? Yeah. Never mind. Keep going. Go <laughs> don't, ahead. Don't trust me. Don't check Go me. ahead. Check Keep me going. on my information. Yeah, listen. Dread Podcast Network is awesome. We love being a part of it, and we're doing some great shit. Yeah. Um, you can call our Friday hotline. You have uh, six more episodes to get these in. It is 872-208-3119. That's 872-208-3119. Leave us a voicemail. We want to hear from you. And hey, do you want to support Friday the 13th? Guess what? It's really easy. It's super, Go, super easy. Yeah. Go to Friday 13th. 
fryg13.com. That's F-R-I-G-A-Y-1-3.com slash support. We've made it consolidated for your convenience. It's really easy. Um, and you can either become a patron or you can buy some merchandise from us. We're yeah. really glad because we just have some new patrons. Well, we got t-shirts, coffee mugs, uh-huh. stickers. We got it all over uh-huh. here, people. And I know I know. masks are on their way out, but you can still get one now. And you're going to, listen, mask, we're going to do masks for a while. Yeah, yeah, You know yeah. that as well as I do. We have some new patrons that are awesome. We talked about Will earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, Robert is another new patron. Mm-hmm. And I want to give a special shout out to my pal, Joe. Joe, thanks so much for becoming a patron. Really appreciate it. And guess what? Your koozie is are on the way. Yeah, they we they arrive Tuesday. Um, how can you get a koozie, Andrew? You can give us ten dollars. <laughs> yeah, it's just ten. It's ten bucks. Um, the koozies, honestly, they're they're really, really cool. cool. Yeah. Um, and we use them ourselves. So yep. there we go. Um, so yes, thank you, Will, Joe, and Robert. Uh, Joe and Robert, you owe me your movie picks. So get those in on Patreon. Joe, Joe is interesting because you know that Joe hates horror movies, right? Oh, uh huh. So what is yeah. he gonna pick? I don't know, but Joe, we are. I'm looking forward to the one that you pick. Yeah, that's gonna be interesting. Um, you can find us on social media at Twitter. No, on Twitter at Friday 13. Same thing for Instagram. Uh, and then you can search for us on Facebook. Um, you go on the either Instagram or Twitter. It's a little more active. Yeah. I think, but uh, maybe we'll do a Facebook group at some point. Sure. I don't know. Um, I think that's about it. I th- yeah, I think we'll, we'll do the Facebook group thing later. But first we have to get, get slayed. slayed.